The Mighty Whites podcast is recorded at the Medicine Room Studios. For more information, visit medicineroomstudios.com. Hey, welcome to episode 48 of the Mighty Whites podcast. Uh, you may notice that we it's been how long? Five, six days? And still, we're not enthusiastic about anything. Uh, I'm Jack, joined as always by KC. Good morning. Yeah, uh, I don't even really know how to get into this. <laughs> no, I, uh, it it's just been horrendous these last few days. Yeah, it has. The, there's no redeeming features to them. Yeah, it's really, really not been good. Uh, I guess because it's because we haven't done one in between the two games, we have to talk about the first game. Uh, Derby nil leads one. Kemar Roof, good goal, great ball in from Jack Harrison. Right onto the second leg. I I know that we can fuck anything up. It's Leeds United. We haven't learned this over the years, but this I think the, the way I described it at one point was we shot ourselves in the foot and then we shot ourselves in the other foot and then we shot ourselves in the head. Uh, as soon as, as soon as they whipped out that the, uh, the fact about teams winning the away leg first, always going on to win this, uh, you know, go to the final. As soon as I heard that, I went, I oh, were fucked here. Yeah. I found that. I, whenever I heard that, I kept saying, shut up. <laughs> So they say like that that thing the whole way through the season. Whenever Leeds have scored first, they've gone on to and you went, fuck off, would you? Yeah. <laughs> We've got this far now. Just leave it. Yeah. Lo and behold, we're going to happen. Uh, well, it was. We'll start with the. We'll, we'll do it chronologically. Uh, even though we'll probably speed through the bits that actually started <laughs> with us starting well. I dare say we'll probably speed through a lot of that. Pre pre match, the atmosphere in the ground was absolutely amazing. I know that it's a quite a small thing, but sticking all them scarves out and stuff really did well, and it stopped everyone clapping through matching on together as well. Uh, you say it's a small thing, but what was it like thirty-seven thousand scarves or something daft they put out? It'll have been. I think it was thirty thousand. They said. I'm guessing the West Stand then they kind of didn't give the well, yeah, Derby fans plus the posh people. Yeah, if that'll have been it. I, I like the fact that <laughs> Brad Rizan is just walking around like, yeah, I'll pop these out ten minutes and. Oh, this is going to take longer than I thought. Just get the office staff in, would you? Yeah, they all had to get involved, didn't they? I think it was uh, it was Jay Mooney who was he put on Twitter. Uh, I did not factor in enough time for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I thought that first twenty minutes it wasn't that much of a game. I thought Derby pressed quite well and started all right. Uh, they looked better. They looked a lot before we get into us because we're the main thing. They were a lot better in this game. Yeah, I, I thought. And you could tell they'd come to they'd come to get a goal early on, and and they put us under pressure, and they they did have a lot of a lot of possession in our half, but I don't think they did they did do a whole lot with it to trouble us early no. on anyway. Now, I mean, they went two up front and played better against us, which you know is the story of the entire season, really. You know, I'd say, it seems so bizarre to me now just to think. Yeah, how do you be, how do you play against Leeds? Just put two people up front; they'll be fine. We'll throw them <laughs> off. Yeah, but even they won't though, know how to deal with, them. even though they started quite well, uh, I say I agree with you. They didn't actually cause us any real trouble. They had one moment where Casilla came out of his box and screwed it up a bit, and Wilson put it over. 
which wasn't foreshadowing for anything. And that was the end of that chapter. <laughs> but uh, leads to lead, good ball in from Calvin Phillips. Liam Cooper, little flicked head, hits the post, and Stuart Dallas puts it in. And even then, because I've been burned before, I wasn't like, oh, that's it, we're through. But you felt so much more confident once I got that goal. It was quite funny as well, because I, I watched the... If you go on YouTube to find the highlights, the ones on the Leeds account are about a minute and a half long. I watched the Derby County ones, which are about 12 minutes long. Hmm. And their commentator, they essentially had their own version of Noel Whelan as their co-commentator as well. Yeah. Uh, the only the only, the only, only thing you ever heard him go was, yeah. But yeah, their commentator, uh, once, once Dallas scored... He sounded dejected. It, you know, the the feelings very much seemed to be. I think this is the end here. Yeah. Little did we know. And Leeds got better after the goal as well. I thought it it brought them a bit of confidence. We were a bit on click it bar with that one that took a deflection, that looked in for Alt World. Yeah, it was. Um, uh, Roos was completely beaten. I think it was Keo that kind of put his head on it and looped it onto the bar. There's also the, I think the chance just before that was Luke Kaling's bicycle kick that he got completely wrong. Oh yeah, his De Canio style volley, which was brilliant football. Oh, it was lovely. And then there's just a moment at the end, you're going, oh, why is the person following it our right back? Yeah. But I suppose when your left back scores twice. <laughs> I know Bielsa says he can play anywhere, but... Mm. Maybe not centre forward. <laughs> I mean, he's probably better than Bamford, but... We'll come on to that. It's not, <laughs> it's not a high standard. No, um, but then it was... It, here we have the first shot to the foot. Just before half-time, harmless ball over top. Uh, well, we'll just do it with what happened. Casilla comes out, Cooper's chasing back. Cooper does appear to, like, beckon Casilla on, uh, but... They both stutter a little bit, and then as Casilla goes to clear it, Liam Cooper slides in and takes the ball off his foot. Jack Marriott tap into an empty goal. Uh, Jack, Jack Marriott, who's only been on the field forty seconds. Yeah, he's just—he's literally just come on. Basically, Good player, um, Jack Marriott. Yeah, it's—it's it's almost like we spent a lot of time on this podcast last season banging on about how we should sign him. Uh, mm. But Casilla had already come out and fucked up one. And he did it again about a minute after the goal. He just, that he completely messed up and got away with it. So, I mean, obviously, they both have some fault. Casilla, he, he has to take so much more of the blame. Because I think that the reason Cooper's undecided is because Casilla's already come out and fucked it up once. The thing, and that's, the thing for me is, you could understand him leaving it, but... Uh, sorry, you could understand Cooper wanting to leave it because Casillas already outside of outside of his box yeah his starting position was great it's not as <laughs> if he's unsure about coming out at all he's already there it's just uh, same with Ipswich it's just a complete communication breakdown yeah and I mean the thing is at the time in the ground I had it as like 95% Casilla, 5% Cooper on blame mm. and then I watched it back on telly and it's more like 70-30 on the actual goal because Casilla actually does get there quite comfortably yeah he's you know two and a half yards ahead of Marriott he's it's not even close and Cooper and Cooper does go so late it's still Casilla's fault overall because the keeper a proper keeper there 
who's do it who's in form and his head's clear, either doesn't come or comes out and takes everything. Yeah. Boots the ball, and if he boots Liam Cooper, he boots Liam Cooper. But yeah. he just but when I actually saw it back, Cooper had so much more time than he realised and he had no need to slide in like that. No, I think that was the one thing that really got me is is Liam Cooper going to ground. Yeah, he didn't even try and just hook it out for a throw in or something, did he? I don't know why he was trying to slide tackle. No, and and I think the the thing was as well if you're Cooper again, just the you know the same as what you said for Cia, just take everything. Fuck it if he gets in the way. Just uh, in in technical terms, twat the bastard thing. Yeah, um, it was. It couldn't have been a worse thing to happen, really. I mean, we really had got comfortable by that point. We really were on top and dominant, and it was pretty simple. Their, their chances had, had started to dry up at this point. Yeah, and obviously conceding on stroke of our time like that is always bad, and it was always going to give them some belief. But conceding that type of goal makes it... Because uh, not long before this, they'd had their one really good effort where they hit the post, hadn't they, with that header? Yeah. Which was a really good effort, that was unlucky. But that when they did that, that was that moment of shit. For the, from their point of view, they'll have been thinking, shit, we really needed that to go in. Mm. If we if we go in this one one nil up at half time, two nil up on aggregate, I think it's I honestly think it's done. And I know that's a dangerous thing to say, having seen the Champions League semi finals and stuff, but there was just no belief and we gave them so much belief with that mistake and got rid of all of us own by the looks of it. Yeah, I mean completely from that point on, there was no confidence in the defence. Apart from left back. Seemed, yeah. Left back seemed fine. Well, I um, I didn't just... I think I put something on Twitter because I did get a signal, but I know for a fact I messaged you. Because when, when Casilla went off, he looked like he'd just lost us the game, his body language. And I messaged you saying, we might have to sub him at half-time. Yeah, because, I mean, a minute, like a minute after the goal, he's he's done it again. Yeah, and under zero pressure. Like, <sighs> there was no one there, and he just... Because, I mean, Ailing looked like he were going to kill him after the second one. Just before we go into the second half, the, the one other thing I wanted to mention is, um, what did you, having having seen it back, or I don't know how much of it you've seen, is Bamford's yellow card. Uh, I have seen that back. I haven't gone and sought out the highlights, but I did see, I have seen it on like, Sky Sports News and stuff that night. Mm. After, just for context of how depressing it was for me, after walking back into the centre of town to do a 10-hour shift, straight after the game. Fun. Uh, but I saw it in there. Uh, it mm. wasn't a penalty, but it wasn't a yellow card either. Uh, yeah, that, that's what I went with. And I, I, I just think there was contact. It did get a nudge. It wasn't enough to send you over. But we've already seen with the Grealish one and the Tom Lawrence one. If there is contact, it isn't a dive. It's just, you can still not give a penalty. But and do you think that my thinking? Uh, I think it's completely they- Bamford's fault. They get, yeah, and I think one for his actions against Aston Villa, and two the fact that it, after a fairly small push, he ter- he's turning around shouting for a penalty straight away. Yeah, uh, he'll probably at least for a few months of next season he ain't going to get any decisions, and he already didn't get many. He's not going to be in our team. We don't have to worry about it. Well, I wouldn't be so sure about that. <laughs> no, no, he's stinking up the under twenty threes. Nah, I think when we sell Kimar Roof, he's going to be his first choice striker. Oh, fuck. But that's probably more... That We'll probably have a more long-form discussion about that on the next one, which when we... 
because we'll do an actual proper end of season one where we go for all those predictions and stuff and then look forward. Uh, but there is one thing about the Casilla mistake. The only good thing about it being just before half-time is that you can go, right, look, lads, I know that we've had a bit of an error there, but we're still 2-1 up. We've got time now. Just get your head straight. Just five minutes, no stupid. Anyway, 40 seconds into the second half. 40 seconds later. 40 fucking seconds. <laughs> uh, I can't really pick out anyone specific for blame on this goal because it just seemed like no one got anywhere near anyone. I d- again, from watching the highlights this morning. I should point out, when he's talking about the highlights, he did watch the game at the time, he just refreshed his brain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wanted to relive the agony just before this. Yeah. You could, you could take a snapshot about the moment Mount takes the shot and you're just looking around going where the f- how has Dallas ended up here where's Liam Cooper what the fuck is Luke Ayling like the only one who seems to be in there in their actual position is Berardi oh, it's just all over the place yeah I mean mounts off balance after he turns by Phillips and he does really well to dig out the finish in fairness to him it's a good finish but mm. the defending is so poor and to do it so early into the half yeah it just I, I, I couldn't, and, and even watching it now, I still can't entirely tell you what happened. But, uh, you know, when you've conceded uh, two goals like that, one 40 seconds after the restart and the other, the calamity that it was, you, you could just see the look on, on players' faces like this, we're done. They did, they completely, they, they looked like they did over Easter. They looked mm. scared. But they weren't done with the stupidity. Actually, I mean, it's a standard through ball in behind, and Liam Cooper, I've no idea what he's doing. He just grabs older Mason Bennett with all the subtlety of a brick to the face, just pulls him down. I know he goes, I know he goes down easy, but it's su- it's a penalty, and it's such a daft decision. He's he's about six seven yards from the referee as well. It's uh, you know just a look, and Stuart, I think it's Stuart Dallas. It's either Dallas or Shackleton is there covering behind. He was so he was fine. There was no need for it. Yeah, it's. I think it says a lot that it, under that much pressure in that situation, I didn't see a single Leeds fan complaining at the decision. No, you know, it was a definite penalty. Well, Wilson puts Cassie it wrong way. But thinking back about what ten, fifteen seconds before the goal, Cooper has already dealt with the danger, and then he slices a clearance straight up in the air. And then Cooper loses the header. And then, because he's come out to miss hit a clearance and lose a header, he's then wrong side of his man, so he pulls him back. Sorry, this sounds a lot like the Sheffield United game. Yeah, where... Well, it was actually a very similar thing, where he got... He messed up a clearance, and all of that led to him being out of position. But... The, Mm. Last time it was he against Sheffield United, he messed up a clearance and then to cover himself, he tried to do a back pass and massively under hit it. But uh, I mean, I, I'm not trying to bury him because he has had a really good season. Like he really has. He's been on balance. He's been as good as anyone in this league, but he's, he had an absolute stinker in this game. I just, yeah. it was such a, na- so naive. Just, I mean, he, he, I'm hundred. I was well. I was top at East Stand, and you saw his shirt go back when he grabbed him. It was so pointless. Uh, I was yeah. I was watching it at a pub, and there, w- there weren't even any Derby fans in there. 
but so I was the only one who there were people there watching the game just kind of while they were on their lunch and that. Yeah, I was the only one that, that actively cared about the game, and I did get asked to calm down because I punched the bar several times. Yeah, and you know what? You just like, I was just like, no, I can't. I'm sorry. Your wooden bar will be fine. This season will not be. I'm just going to say before I forget, uh, Theo Hudson has signed a professional contract with Leeds. Uh, oh, lovely. It just it came up on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, it just came up at that moment. I saw it get pushed to me, so I thought I'd uh, mention it because Breaking it isn't news on it, the podcast. Yeah, it isn't written down on the uh, it isn't written down on the notes. But anyway, now Leeds are behind. Leeds are going out. So of course, for five minutes, they start playing all that. Uh, good long ball out from Casilla at the back. Play some good stuff down the left. Stuart Dallas, brilliant touching side and a cracking finish. Mm. Really, really good goal from the player who was absolute by miles his best player on this day. Yeah, you wouldn't have guessed he was the right winger playing at left back. Yeah. You'd thought he was the right winger playing left wing. Yeah, it was a, it was a really good goal, that. Nice passing before it as well. Yeah, Harrison's ball into click was perfect. Cause it was just—I think he, he got it through a very narrow gap to get it there, and then clicks. Click just has that one touch with the outside of his foot. It barely changes the direction of the ball, but just moves it onto Dallas perfectly. And he just—it's just one touch. He's between two defenders, and probably a slightly narrower angle, but it was very similar to Click's goal against Villa. Yeah, it was. That curling in across the keeper. A really nice finish. Yeah. And because we'll be so annoyed talking about the goals, we probably won't mention it. The best chance we had of equalising after we went behind again was another good effort from Dallas. He had he had a couple of efforts in, in the half because he, he had that strike from fairly central uh, that was kind of beaten away and then... I think we had the rebound. I think that might have been the one when Hernandez hit the shot that was blocked. Uh, and there was appeals for handball, but it, it just hits the defender in the back. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, there's another one when he cuts inside from the left and curls one, but it, it's a bit too close to Roos, who again punches it away. He like punched it up in air. And was that the one that Clark had a volley? Yeah, that it I were think like so. On the rebound that was straight at the keeper. So, like, Stuart Dallas did... In fairness to him, it needs saying he single. He tried his best to single-handedly get us out of his shit here. Yeah, um, yeah. At this at this point, if you're just going through the second half, he's about the only notable person you could mention. I mean, like that, that has done that has done anything positive. Yeah, like I don't think I think Shackleton and Click both did fine, but no better than that. And Phillips yeah. didn't make huge errors. He was just overrun because all around, mostly because all around him were being awful. Were losing their heads. Yeah. Ailing had a chance as well when he played that one-two with Bamford. Oh yeah, he did, didn't he? And and, and once again, you just like going, ah, oh, it's nice football. Why is it Luke Ailing that's into this position? Yeah. I suppose one big difference between this and previous seasons is even before Dallas's goal. The crowd were right behind them. Mm. It was an absolutely electric atmosphere, and it, it fully came through. Yeah, like they didn't lose themselves, but at three three, like the main songs were the Kiko Casilla and Pablo Hernandez, and they were singing for Bamford as well. God, like you could tell the crowd were like, "Right, these are really these need it." And they were singing the Casilla and Hernandez song, and it has to be noted, I think this might have been Pablo Hernandez's worst game in a league shirt. 
we noticed it was uh, after about five minutes that all around us in the stand like started saying it. We were going, God, has he got a pass right yet? You know, after about five minutes. And by the time we got to half time, we were saying, has he got one right yet? It just it just kept going and going and he just did note but get ball away. It was absolutely horrendous. Yeah, and to be honest, I I, I kind of found him and I, I don't know if it's just because of obviously not getting to see the full picture of the game as it's happening, but um, second half especially, he was fairly anonymous as well. I think I think by that point, pretty much everything was going down the left when we when we were kind of getting back into it. Yeah, everything going down the left. When as it's not like Harrison played well. Yeah, <laughs> it's very much Stuart Dallas controlling that whole side, and yeah. Jack Harrison was also there. And the other thing that was happening in the stand once we hit three three, and it was before the red card. Not everyone, but the vast majority. It was when. Uh, you know, because Berardi had already got booked when they had that breakdown there, right, our left. Mm. And once we got level, the, the call started for Berardi to get taken off for Janssen. Like, I heard numerous people saying it. For me, it was as, for me, it was as, it was as soon as their second went in. Yeah. As soon as they scored after, after half-time. After 40 I seconds. He, he needs to come, yeah, so he needs to come on. We need someone to get a grip of this. And yeah, there will have been some people saying it then, but like one at three three, and well, it was it was kind of after the penalty got given away, but I could understand it not happening when we needed a goal. Uh, once we got back to three three, it was you know nearly everyone, and then of course Berardi, yeah. who in fairness to him, he got fouled twice before he made the tackle. You know, Leeds should have yeah. had a free kick, but. I mean, the way he dived in, he could have got sent off just for that tackle. I was going to say, and I'm watching it back again. He doesn't really catch much of Johnson, but you, you putting in a tackle like that, you can see exactly why Johnson went down like he did. Yeah, it, it was it was a stupid challenge to make. It was a ridiculous thing to do. I mean, I say it's. I know that he is it, like he had a great game in the first leg, so I can understand why Bielsa kept him in. I mean, I, I was very public on Twitter saying I would always bring Janssen back in because I think he's I think he's the best centre-back in this league. Mm. But, like, I know that he's shown some ability and we like his passion and stuff, but all that showed was that he's been here five seasons he hasn't learned a damn thing. Yeah, unfortunately it was... I'm afraid he's a, he's a liability. Yeah, it's always in there. It's always going to be there, isn't it? <sighs> and and it, it was it's really sad to see and... And that you know, like you say, you're just thinking that there's always there's always a yellow card in him. Mm. You know, even in these last sort of two years when he's been pretty well behaved, uh, there's always going to be a yellow card in there. And he, I, I look I look back now and I just wonder why at no point did we think get Pontus on. No, and after the red card, I think it was an even worse bit. This is where there was a few around me who, and obviously I wasn't one of them, but I was yelling it because I couldn't believe it. I cannot understand why Bielsa didn't bring on Janssen after the red card. Right, I, can't, I can't get my head around it. There were people starting to really get pissed off with him, you know, with Bielsa, because, like, I mean, it was, that was 70-odd minutes in. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I don't want to risk making a change. We're only half an hour in. 
it just it seemed daft. Uh, Phillips went to centre back for a little bit, and then he pushed Phillips forward again and put Ailing at centre back and moved Shackleton to right back, which is fine. But again, you, you were looking at this defence where Cooper's head had gone, Ailing's not been having a great second half, and he just needs someone to come in and steady them. And he's nowhere near as good at centre back. No, Shackleton's a kid who's a centre mid, and Dallas is a right winger. Yeah, again, we've ended up with a, with a back four that only has one player playing in their natural position. Hmm. And and you look at the way Ailing plays. Ailing is an attack-minded player at the best of times, and, and unfortunately that's kind of what went on to cost us. Yeah, well, yeah, perfect time to save a fourth goal. Uh, this was, we've already had the shot in the right foot and the left foot, and this is the shot to the head. Leads are down to ten men. They've kind of... Managed to get themselves something like, you know, this reshuffle, we were better with this shape than we were with the Phillips shape. So Luke yeah. Ayling gets the ball at centre-back and runs forward 40 yards with it. I, I understand taking it out 10 yards and then looking for a pass out wide. Fine, grand. But he charges to the halfway line. He's trying to go all the way. Yeah, it keeps going and going. And I don't mind a centre-back pushing out, you know, in normal situations, because you've always got a man over. But he pushed out in a situation where all their midfielders were pushed forward and Richard Keogh was at the edge of our box. So yeah, I know there was some space behind them, but they had like they already had a man advantage before he did this. So he runs all that way forward, loses the ball. Darby played back forward, Richard Keogh is in as as I said, he's in that position, and just plays a through ball through the right centre back position, and Jack Marriott chips it over Casilla. It's just complete there's no way around it it's idiocy I'd, I'd love to know what he was thinking pressure makes people make bad decisions if they're not cut, if their heads isn't right and Leeds players just made bad decision after bad decision after bad decision yeah just again just take, get it away from the area and then smash it out to the wings yeah I'm not so, even and, and just regroup I'm not That's even saying smash it clear but he had a couple of passes he could have played and he turned them down at this point, I couldn't tell you what passes were on. Yeah. I I just, I was looking at that. And the first words when he started going, I went, where's he going? Yeah. And then, and as he keeps going, he's going to lose it. He, and he does. He loses it on the halfway line. And the thing that really annoys me, and it happened, I'm trying to remember what game it was. It, one of the home games where, again, a, a, Ailing's taking it out of position, loses the ball. Um, oh, What was the league game when... What was the last league game Cooper conceded a penalty? Uh, the Millwall game, where he dived in and gave that penalty away. Yeah, and again, uh, that's... Where Hernandez dragged us out at shite by himself. Yeah, so in that, that situation, again, Ailing's upfield, when, at a time when, you know, he didn't need to be that far forward, gets caught out, they hit us on the break quickly, and... The reason it doesn't excuse Cooper diving in, but Cooper's covering across still. Yeah. Um, and again, Ailing loses the ball, and you're watching him, and and I think he realizes straight away because he's almost just jogging back, watching it, going, "I'm fucked here." Yeah. Like I can I can live with with the formation we play and the style of football we play. I can live with us fullbacks getting caught. It's part of the way he does it. It's one of the reasons why Dallas scores that. Second goal for Leeds, third in the tie. That they do push on. I can't live with the centre back doing it. And at that no. moment, he's the centre back, and 
it's not like he's a 20-year-old kid. He's an experienced footballer. He can't make decisions like that. But, it's, but there is a point here where I just think, well, and now, finally, Bielsa is willing to make some subs. You know, bring on Clark for a click. Clark had a moment where he got to byline and he had that shot that keeper saved that was a fairly simple one. That we were all begging him to pull back. Yeah, fair enough. But then, I'm baffled by this. Brown on for Bamford. Is he Brown? Right. I'm not going to pretend Bamford were playing well. He wasn't. He was having a poor game. But to take off Leeds' only striker on the pitch and bring on an attacking mid who's played seven minutes all season that he, he clearly doesn't rate and has no match sharpness. Mm. Give me, like, just to not... Why would you take... Even if he's having the worst game of his life, why would you take Bamford off then? And yeah, there's no striker on, there's no striker on the bench because Ruth and Roberts are injured. Then fucking put Edmondson on the bench like we've been saying for the last three bastard months. I, ju- I just can't... Look... Don't, don't get it twisted. I, I obviously, I want Bielsa to stay. He's been brilliant. He's completely transformed the entire attitude of the club, the way we play football. He's given us an actual footballing philosophy to try and move forward with, even after he's gone. The way we look at life in general. Yeah. He's done unbelievable things. But, God, this he's, as I said before, that he'd had three or four. Well, now it's four or five times where he's got it totally wrong. And I just do not understand why he didn't make it. Like, there was a bit, I'll go to it now, it's later in the notes, but there's a bit, in his press conference afterwards, he said, there was a 20-minute period where we had no control and I couldn't find a solution to it. He never tried to find a solution to it. He didn't make any changes whatsoever, not even without changing players. He didn't change where people were. He didn't drop someone deeper. He didn't just go, right, for five minutes, sit a bit deeper. He didn't do anything. And it wasn't 20 minutes. It was the entire second half. We had no control over the game. So, like, as much as this is on the players, they're the ones that there was a bit of pressure and they shat themselves and fell to bits. But Bielsa has to take some blame too because that was really, that was poor management. Uh, yeah, I, I, I almost laughed when I saw Izzy Brown come on. I did as well. I just, because, it, because there was a little bit in the back of my mind that went, if he scores, he's a genius. <laughs> Phil, Hay- Phil Hayes called this yeah there would just be that little vo- saves our season there was that little voice in the back of my head that just said if Izzy Brown scores here then Bielsa's the biggest genius you'll ever see but of course he only had like one touch at ball and it was a free kick that he skied what's he doing taking that free kick <laughs> right. It's on the right it's on the right hand side and I'm sorry I may be unoriginal here but if you're trying to get a goal, you put a left footer on that if you want to take a shot. Put a right footer in if you want to loft one in for someone to try and head at goal. Not easy. Just the angles were completely wrong for a shot. Oh, you know, someone who takes three kicks. Uh, you know, at least if a right footer's going to take it, have Phillips take it. Yeah. I mean, geez, in terms of free kick pedigree in a lead shirt, bring Bogut's on, let him take it. Dallas, he seems to be able to hit a ball. Yeah, and he's the most confident I've ever seen him. But <laughs> to give it Izzy Brown just meant no. I must admit, Jack Harrison was over it, and he was like ready to take it, and be, and Brown like walked over and just picked the ball up and put it down again. And I don't think I think he kind of stole it. <laughs> I was just looking at well, Harrison makes sense. He's he's the left footer here now because at that point, yeah, he's the only left footer on the uh, well, Bamford's left footed, didn't he? Yeah, he's the only left. So, 
So yeah, you know, Harrison's the only left footer on the pitch. Cooper. Oh Christ. You know what? I think I'd have backed Cooper over Brown. Oh God. Uh, I, 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 I was just, I was looking at it going, there's 1% of me thinks this could be the moment. I'll, I think the majority of me went, he's going to hit the wall. I honestly think, the only person I can think might have picked Izzy Brown to take that is whoever's directing this documentary. <laughs> just like, no, no, Marcelo, mate, think of the narrative. <laughs> <laughs> What a story it'll be. I just... I've been reading some Roy of the Rovers and... <laughs> as soon as that went over, you just went, oh, that's it then. And then somehow we did, we fashioned that one more chance down the right-hand side. And when there was about three players lining up on the edge of the area who, in positions that where they were all probably going to take it on their right foot, so it wouldn't have been... An easy shot of goal anyway. But Clark just head down, gets to the byline and tries to drive it across goal. Yeah. You know, when you've got, I think it was, I think it was Brown and Hernandez were probably the two on the edge of the box anyway, screaming for it. But, but again, at that point, it, it's too little too late. Yeah. I, that, it really fucking hurt, did that one. Like that, that hurt more than the playoff final against Donnie and stuff like that. That's this is my new worst. I was speaking to my mum a couple of days later. I think that I went. This is one of the most painful things I've felt, and as an adult, she went. I haven't you've been in breakups though? And I went. Yeah, but the longest relationship I've been in is three years. I've been in a relationship with Leeds since 1996. Oh yeah. Well, this is definitely worse than out like that. Yeah. It's not even. It's not even close. Like I've had. I'm I'm in the fortunate position that like I haven't had a parent die, so I'm assuming that would be worse. But it's definitely worse than when we, than grandparents. Like definitely, yeah. wasn't even close. I mean, I suppose my grandparents was in the nineties. I suppose if you lost one that was fifty, that'd be worse. Yeah. But I was this. This is my new worst. This is my new worst uh, feeling of watching a Leeds game. This and and I think this is the thing like. You know, comparing it to comparing it to Doncaster anyway, and and Millwall, it was to get back to the championship. And and although it's what we needed to do, it it just isn't. It doesn't compare to that feeling of we're almost back. We're almost back in the Premier League now, yeah. where we should be. And I think the relegations you'd made peace with by the time it happened. Yeah. It's yeah, it's because it's not as if relegation ever sneaks up on you. That that's the problem. Yeah, well, you have to have been shit all season to feel that. This would have been uh, really good. <laughs> yeah, we played the best, and I think I said this earlier. We played some. I think the best term to describe it under O'Leary is swashbuckling and just attacking. It's just get it wide, get forward. Mm. There was no real tactical philosophy behind it it was just that you know get it to buy get it to buy get it to kill get forward yeah that that seemed to be pretty much what it was whereas this is a discipline tactical philosophy this is how, how we play this is the role of either. and it, and it's the, the best football i've seen leeds play in my life and to sit to see it just end like this was was heartbreaking 
Yeah. Uh, as I say, they, you know, there was a few did okay, but the only one that comes out saying, yeah, you did really well with Stuart Dallas. What was it? The way we conceded that goal just before half time. I don't know if it were same view. Well, you'll have been. I don't know if you had it in your head because if you were just at a bar watching it. But obviously, my dad smokes, so I went down with him at half time. And the entire atmosphere was just people going, God, that goal we conceded. I can just see what's going to happen now. Like, if, all the confidence was gone from the players and the fans. They just knew. This is exactly the sort of thing that we do. And I think I, I, I think it was you that had replied to something on Twitter about about people going, oh yeah, that'll shut Leeds fans up now from being so confident. And you're there going, we are not a confident fan base. Yeah, I'd say, I'd, we have been we have been scarred far too many times to be confident. Yeah, I did say something about that. I was I, I was absolutely fine with people ripping into us. I'd do it if it was other teams. That's exactly what you should do. But it was just weird that the joke was this. Is, like there was one, I can't remember who, but he's like a national journalist. Oh, I do. I say journalist. He's, a, he's right stuff and he's known nationally because I, I don't want to call him a journalist because it's Mick Dennis and he's a right twat. Uh, mm. But he was basically going, this is what Leeds fans get for thinking they were promoted in August. Like, no. what do you mean? That's literally the opposite of what we like. <laughs> Like to oh they're so they're so they, I mean if people say that we think we're bigger than they are than we are I'm fine with that because we probably do but mm. to, we're not confident we're pessimists <laughs> and, and again it, it it's just that game where we'd gone two 0 up where you know you start to believe and then it just takes that cock up and all of a sudden it's like, well we're not winning this no well speaking of, speaking of things I'm not winning. Uh, you actually had one nil in first leg. We both had second leg wrong, so you have it's a, a hollow victory. Yeah, you have a sixteen point lead. Uh, our next podcast will be the one where we go for Wallace preseason, and we'll see if you maintain it. Uh, the there isn't really any real news. Uh, Idaguchi's back from his knee injuries. Whether he's staying at Greutherford, we don't know. Uh, will Hover and Camel Miyazek have signed one-year deals. Returned list, there's only three gone because no one's out of contract. Uh, Lucas Odenston, who's uh, signed pro terms at Hull. Alex Woolerton, who I haven't seen out about, but he did have a trial at Hull not long since. And uh, the young keeper, Josh Ray, who I'm not surprised about, even though he's, done, even though he's looked fine the one time I saw him. We've got so many keepers. So And you, and you partner that with... Um... Hoffer and Miazek having their deals extended by a year as well. Yeah, and uh, I think Harrison Mayle's scholarship's been extended as well. Yeah. So like, there's just loads of keepers. So that just comes on to the only real news. And the, the news at the minute is that there is no news. There's some positive noises about Bielsa staying. And there are a lot of pictures of him around Leeds emerging. Yeah, can we go a bit careful with that so you don't piss him off? <laughs> don't don't scare him away. Guys, just, just let him be. Although, what I would say is there is part of that. I don't think you have a meeting in the Sky Bar unless you want to be seen. Yeah, it, it's an interesting location. I mean, that that's the thing. We have perfectly good offices at Ellen Road yeah. and Thorpe Arch. It seems a very odd place. Like, no, I'm going to go for a coffee here. Mind you, though, Bielsa was... Uh, they were saying one thing that even though Bielsa's been living so close, he hadn't actually like gone into Leeds at any point this season because he doesn't have time. Well, not if he's walking there. No, it'll take forever for Weatherby. Yeah. Well, though, that picture of him buying a car, wasn't there? But, <laughs> but uh, apparently... Leave, leave the man alone. <laughs> apparently, it might be just him buying it for someone else because earlier in season, he, he f- like funded a raffle 
for the staff and someone won a car <laughs> and he just buys it. He's the best man in the world, isn't he? <laughs> I do... He might have not done his best work in that playoff second leg, but I do love him so much. <laughs> He's like the oh, best. God. Oh, God. The, 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 uh, given how much we've picked at that game and some of the decisions that were made, I like the, the travesty at the end of this would be if he leaves. Yeah. as It, it would be devastating if he leaves. Phil Hay has been saying that the contacts in Argentina who've been all right, like the ones when he said it was, and Leeds announced it as two years with a further year, the ones in Argentina that were saying, no, it's actually one year with extensions. Uh, apparently they're, yeah. they're the ones saying that they think he's going to stay for another year. Mm. Like if we don't go up next season, I mean, he might not stay at all yet. We don't know. But if he does stay, if we don't go up next season, we will not get a third out of him. Uh, I think... I can tell you that for certain. Yeah. <laughs> I, th I think... I think coming out of this and, and kind of the feeling I got towards the end of the season was, especially with the injuries, and I, and I know we can't, like, we surely can't have that many injuries again in a season. No. But I think his feeling would be, okay, let's do, we need to do this properly. We're, we're going to have to put some money into this. I don't even um, think it needs loads. No, I don't think it needs loads of money. I, I think... But I think he he's probably realised he needs another three or four players as opposed to under twenty three stepping up. Yeah, because I, th I think the way because originally the thinking was essentially a twenty two man squad with under twenty three is kind of supplementing that. Yeah, but but realistically, you look at that team we have, and it was probably closer to uh, a seventeen eighteen man squad. Yeah, and then the under twenty threes, and I think as soon as you know a couple of players got injured especially if you look at the our central midfield situation it's there's three players for two positions essentially it was Phillips for most for the most part it's been Phillips for sure and click and yeah. then when we had that long stretch with Cooper with Cooper out injured and Phillips dropped in just to say I think that Twitter was right I think we should we probably should have trusted Shackleton more yeah I, I these things we'll probably get on to in the, in the next mm. podcast when we kind of break down the season a bit more. But I, I always, I love whenever a player is ever present in the league or for every game. Like, absolutely. I, I think it's the best thing, but in this day and age, in this division click should not have played all 48 league games. There's, there's no way. Yeah. You, no one should rip. No one except a goalkeeper should probably start every game. Yeah, and and there's definitely there's definitely times in the season when you between click and even Phillips maybe at times where you just think just take them out two games just let them recharge a little bit and then get you know then we go again but because um, I think probably around February March was the time when you looked at the click and thought give him a couple of games off yeah put Shackleton in. He'll put, you know, he'll give you. He's probably not the goal threat that Click will be, but he adds a different level of dynamism to the team. You know, he's a bit pacey. Will offer something different, and it just gives Click that chance to recharge his batteries. Yeah, I mean, the only real. I mean, he was linked with Brighton, but Graham Potter's already got the job. Uh, the only real presses there has been a bit of press linking in with Roma. 
I can't tell the difference in stature between Brighton and Roma, if I'm being honest. Yeah, which it doesn't sound likely to happen, but there has been a little bit of talk. Uh, he's like the only one from Lazio that they'd be okay with because he quit Lazio after like two days. Yeah. Uh, but I don't. I, it doesn't sound likely from everything that you're seeing. Mm. It's, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see he's have he's having the meetings with uh, Otto and Radrizani and it definitely shows that he's at least interested in staying that it's a, that it's a viable concern because and I, I can't remember who said it on Twitter but I think realistically if he didn't want to stay he'd he'd probably be home by now yeah I mean he is gonna he is definitely going back to Argentina so it might not get announced for a few weeks but even if it doesn't get announced I really hope that whatever it is is done soon yeah I, I think like if he is staying even if they don't announce it for three weeks I hope it's done behind closed doors so that they can start moving forward. I mean, players go on holiday, agents go on holiday, so it's not. we probably won't be that busy in the next few weeks. Mm. But I think one of the things that we have to do next season, you know, we've got a squad, and we probably will lose one or two, just because of how the championship works. But I think we need to shop in a different window for loanees. Like, yeah. I don't think we want a loanee who's on 15 grand a week. Or that we can get for... Oh, I mean, Harrison's on loads of money at Man City by the sounds of it, but I bet we were only paying a fraction. Whereas Villa mm. are paying... Lo- like Ab- I think they're paying Tammy Abraham like 60, 70 grand a week. Jesus. I bet that Derby are paying Mason Mount quite a lot. And Harry mm. Wilson... Uh, they're definitely playing Wilson a lot because we, we were apparently interested in him and couldn't afford his wages. I think that we have to take the risk on loanies and pay... And because although it's a risk, it's only a one-year risk. You're not going to cripple your club with it. And chances are as well, you know, if it doesn't work out, you can pretty much now in this case send them back in January as well. Yeah, you can probably get out of it. But I think that we need to, if we're going to take a risk like that, it needs to be, right, who's who's right on the verge of playing in the Premier League Yeah, and try and get someone like that? Or, I mean... Pie in the sky dream thinking would be, you know, something along the lines of Newcastle sign Rondon and can't get rid of Dwight Gale. Yeah. And they need to send him out again. Uh, one, one other name that's been banded about a bit, which I think is a... I'm not sure it'd work, but I can see the logic in it and he is the right sort of player. There's been a bit of talk for Restieri because he's a boyhood... Yeah. New, he's, I know that his attitude hasn't been great, but I think it would be under Bielsa because he's a boyhood Newells fan. When you first started that and then changed... Your sentence for a second. I thought you were going to say he's a boyhood Newcastle fan. Yeah, yeah. He's he's, he's like Bielsa's like his hero. Chef Wednesday fans hated it because he kept talking on social media about how much he loves Bielsa. Would Would you have Harrison back next season? <sighs> not probably not. I don't think he's terrible. I just don't think he does enough. I th- yeah, I think he's been inconsistent, and I think I'd have him back for ten grand a week. Yeah, because then you could leave if you leave him on bench and stuff. It's fine. I mean, the sad thing, because of how disastrously the second leg went, we, we glossed over the first leg. But the, the ball he plays for Roof's goal... It's brilliant. Is, he, he curls it round a corner. It's fantastic. Gets it perfectly in between Derby's back line and the goalkeeper. It's pr- around the penalty spot, and all Roof has to do is side foot it home. It's one of the best passes I've seen all season. Yeah. Obviously, Bamford's, Bamford has been getting all the stick in the world, and the performance is fair enough, really. He deserves it. I am hoping 
that next season where he'll actually get a proper pre-season, I'm hoping that we might see a better version of him. I hope to see just a more mobile version of him. Yeah, I think because he missed he missed pre-season, didn't he? And then he's had two knee injuries. Uh, I having listened, you know, I'm not I'm not a fan of Patrick Bamford right now, I, and I think I've seen glimpses, but but not much else. And I, and I appreciate he's had the injuries, but I just think there's 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 times this season the way he the way he plays the way he moves, I just doesn't fill me with any confidence. It definitely doesn't suit the system as well as Roof does. But I'm really, I'm, as I say, I'm not, ex- I'm not saying I expect Bamford to be loads better. I'm saying I hope he is. And strikers do tend to be better second season at a club, generally speaking. <sighs> and I think that we might need it because Roof still hasn't signed a new contract. And if he's only got one year left on his deal, if he ain't signing a new contract, I think he's off. Because we're not losing him for free, I can tell you that. Yeah, I... I, I think you called it probably a, a month or two ago saying that you could see one of the relegated teams throwing some money his way. And I, I don't think Huddersfield would be the worst, given how many goals they got this season. You could see them putting some money towards someone like that. Yeah, I, I don't think it'll be them because I think they'll fancy Carl and Grant from, you know, like he did, he looked he looked quite good for him since the signing from Charlton. I'm trying to think, I, I could see... I could see Fulham. I could also see a bottom end Premier League team. Yeah, I mean, you look at you look at the options that. I'll tell you what, I could see Brighton. That, that, that's who. I mean, I hope I do not want him to go. Sign a new contract, roof, stay, please. But like, I can't remember. I am going to have to go back and listen to our preseason podcast, obviously to clear everything. I I'm sure I said. I don't think they'll get enough goals to stay up because I don't think Glenn Murray will score enough and I don't reckon Jahan Baksh will score. And he literally ended up scoring none, did Jahan Baksh, but yeah. Glenn Murray did score enough to get him out of jail. So I, they can't rely on him again going forward. He's 36. I could see Roof going there. And I'll yeah, tell you who else I can see going there. Now that they've hired Graham Potter, I could see them signing Ollie McBurney. Yeah. And I, Matt Grimes. Have you seen his link with Everton? My God! How the hell did that happen? It'll be interesting. I, the, I think the, the thing will be interesting to look at now, uh, given the the one off link up that we kind of saw a couple of weeks ago, will be what happens with Dan James this summer. Uh, now that we haven't gone up, he's not coming here. Yeah, I just I'll just be interested to see where he goes because there was there was the scum link, but I I, I don't buy into that. I know he's pacey, I know, and I know he's got potential, but it doesn't it doesn't seem like the sort of move they would make. I do think he'll end up in the Premier League, though. Yeah, he'll definitely end up in Premier League. It'd be, it'd be interesting where he goes. I could see someone like Southampton maybe going in for him. Imagine if you had him and Redmond on the wings. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd, like you say, I, th- I think, ultimately, I'd love Ruth to stay, but if he's, if he's not going to sign a new deal, I think get the money. Yeah, there's a the only things that I've heard as like a legit something that I'd call enough talk to be a legitimate rumor is Callum O'Dowd has been making noises that he's probably going to leave Bristol City, and we were looking at him in January. He was like the backup option to Dan James. Yeah. So that that's the only in that I've heard enough about to even be worth talking about. Really, we we certainly need another winger. I know it kind of. Once we'd moved Alioski to left back, it kind of cut short our options on the wings. 
Um, so yeah, we definitely need at least one more to come in. Yeah, but I think we'll get more into all of that stuff in a when we come back in a I don't know a couple of weeks ish. Yeah. But yeah, that's a uh, that's probably enough for the autopsy that is this podcast. Uh, all right, just quickly then. Uh, and I know it's it's a tough question. Who would you rather go up between Villa and Derby? Villa. Villa are actually good. I, I went with Villa as well. Yeah, the, Grealish might dive about and it'd be annoying and Dean Smith might be a bit of a twat and all of that stuff, but Villa are a good side. Yeah. As it, before the playoffs started, obviously, Hart said Leeds, but my head said Villa. So if Villa go up, that's fair enough because I think they're good. Whereas if Derby go up, it'll be such an injustice if they go up. Not to Leeds, to football. Because, and it's going to make people think Frank Lampard's done a really good job, and he hasn't. He's done an okay job. He's done the same job that about the five other people before him have done at Derby. Yeah, he's done perfectly fine. I'm not going, always oh, absolutely awful. But he's been fine. And if he gets them up in his first season in management, he's going to be linked with every top job in this country I'm telling you right now and it'll be absolutely horrendous if that happens if Derby go, if Derby go up he might get the Chelsea job this summer if they win the players you'll hear Ian Abraham's jizzing from here yeah like, oh an English manager's done it ah oh. <laughs> yeah and you'll hear Jody Morris going anyway redacted due to lawyers uh, we'll leave that uh, and I think that'll do us yep before we uh, have to break out the lawyers again. Yeah, um, so that's the end of episode 48. We will be back for... We'll probably be back through... We will be back through the summer, but we don't know what we're going to do or when, so I won't say. Uh, but when in a couple of weeks, we'll do all this proper post-season stuff and talk about who we think will go, who might come in, all of that sort of stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just so fucking sad. <laughs> Yeah, I'm well. If, I'm going to a shop now that I know sells uh, Yorkshire pudding mix, so I'm going to go make myself feel better. Well, it's amazing what you need to do when you're abroad, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, uh, that'll do us. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Mighty White's Pod. The podcast main thing is MightyWhitesPodcast.com, but it's on all of the podcast finders that you could ever use. The stuff we write goes up on through it all together, which is on Twitter at thiu. It's all lufc. Uh, hopefully. By the time we come back, we know Bielsa's staying and hopefully we've spent 150 million quid on shite. Because <laughs> that's what we'd do if we spent 150 million quid. Now, hopefully we'll be a bit more positive in two weeks. I've been Jack, see ya. I've been Casey, have a good one. All right, in a bit, bye. Bye.